0: Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are discussing some stuff. Spider-Man is back. Robert Downey Jr. is, too. And Ghost Rider is not. But is he?
1: All that right after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall.
0: What's happening, Jeff Randall? Oh, not much, sir. Just- Dealing with my headset being all funky. Oh man. That's a bummer. It's okay. It's okay. Well, I'll power through. I'm powering through. I because believe in you. there is excitement on the horizon. We the fans, we the people, have gotten Spider-Man back. Yes. In the MCU. I am
1: obviously happy about this.
0: Obviously. I, I am can tell.
1: So I hear so the excited. excitement in your voice. But It all Uh just kind of annoys me because like they just, it's, it's all just contract negotiation and they're playing with my heart, man. You know, they're playing with my heart. Is that the worst part? Okay. Here's the only reason I'll, I'll I'll put up with these negotiations like this. Here's what I'm hoping what the behind the scenes was. Okay. Marvel has a deal to get Spider-Man and a few other movies so that, the Sony Spider-Man movies can talk about the Marvel characters and have Marvel characters show up, right? Sure. Maybe Marvel was like, you know what? No deal until you give us more J. Jonah Jameson and more movies. Exactly. That is, that's the crux right there. Yeah. He's the new crux of the universe.
0: (laughs) That that makes
1: sense. That tracks. Uh, that that video that they released, I, I don't know who else has seen it, but there's a video going around. I can think it was uh, on a commercial for the DVD, and it's just J. Jonah Jameson talking about Spider-Man being a menace. And he says, um, at the end, he goes, be sure to like and subscribe. It <laughs> cracked me up so much because there's nothing oh, to like and subscribe to. It's just them showing that he's a YouTube guy. I don't know. It's so good. I'm so pumped. About him being the 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 movies being connected, I am so excited about. I just always thought it was going to happen. I thought it was inevitable. They were going to make a deal. They were just putting it out there that they're willing to not make a deal so to drive them drive prices up or whatever. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Just negotiations. So speaking on J. Jonah Jameson, have you seen the uh, the viral website talking trash about Spider Man? No. Oh yeah, Sony made a website uh, that's effectively just a a viral um, Infowars type site Is to it talk like shit about Spider Man. Daily Bugle or something. S- uh, something like that. Let me. F- of course, I talk about it. Having not saved the article so that I can send it to you. Right. It's da- that's. Oh uh, yeah, easy. I don't know. Yeah. Oh well, it's fine.
1: Uh, I, I, am yeah, man, I'm pumped. I'm just pumped that they'll, we'll we'll try to find a link and put it on our Facebook or something, but yeah, I want to see that. Here we go. It is, oh, it's (laughs) thedailybugle.net. Yeah, I'm there, but it does not look like, unless I'm spelling it wrong. (laughs)
0: The Daily or Bugle?
1: Oh, it's thedailybugle.net. Yeah, it's
0: thedailybugle.net. I was on
1: dailybugle.net, which is some other guy happened to snag up. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I'm going to have to look deep into this art, this website. This is awesome. It looks like multiple <laughs> stories all about this Spider-Man and how awful he is. Yeah, pretty yep. excited. Be sure to yep. like and subscribe. Uh, <laughs> Be sure to like so and subscribe. So good. So yeah, Spider-Man's back. I, 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 like, it's kind of annoying, cause we, you know, we spent the last month fretting over it, or whatever, and we had multiple, yep. I mean, you know, it, I just feel like they're, they're, neg- they're using us as negotiating pawns, and they're like, you know, having, just using it as, so, for something for us to talk about without actually making anything new, you know what I mean? Yeah. They like, owned the news cycle for two months, and didn't actually produce any good content. <laughs> It's like come on. I I just expect more. I expect more from Marvel.
0: That's that's fair. Um apparently one of the uh, the biggest parts of of Sony and Disney getting back together was Tom Holland. I heard this. I heard this. Yeah, tell uh, us about it. He, he um he apparently after the whole thing happened and he was at D23 uh, and you know had his his emotional appearance there where he was you know, he was trying not to to break down about it, but he was upset. You could tell. Uh, apparently, he reached out directly to uh, the Bob CEOs. Iger, right? Yeah, he reached out to Bob Iger and the Sony CEO uh, 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 Tony uh, Vince Vinceequera. No, yes, that one. Okay, sorry. He reached out to everybody, just you know, pushing them like, "Hey, please come on! Look at how much the people need this." I'm sorry. He reached out to Sony Pictures chairman Tim Rothman. Tom, Jesus Christ. <sighs> he reached out to Sony Pictures chairman Tom Rothman uh and Bob Iger from Disney just pushing them to say like look please the fans want this, I want this, everybody wants this, like just come to an agreement, figure something out, like come back to the table. And apparently it was enough. Uh Sony and Disney have Made the agreement to uh, to let Disney put a, about a quarter, uh, roughly yeah, roughly a quarter of the financing for the third Spider-Man movie, and get roughly twenty five percent of the of the profits, uh, along with all of the merchandise revenue. Wow! And Sony puts up seventy five percent and keeps seventy five percent. So, yeah, we. I mean, so they that's they, enough. <laughs> they
1: moved it twenty percent, basically, uh, yep. and that's it that made the deal. Uh, And you know, we just all knew this was going to happen. I mean, they just basically stressed us out for two months for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting too old for this. (laughs) Can't deal
0: with the shit. My heart can't take Yeah,
1: My my heart isn't as strong as it used to be. Stop trying to take my (laughs)
0: Spider-Man away. Oh man. That's funny. (laughs) Oh, and apparently he's going to be in at least one more other
1: MCU film. Yeah. That's exciting. Uh, i i don't know i wonder if that's one of the ones that has been announced or is on the schedule or if it's gonna be something else know. completely i don't know because of the ones announced i can't think of the one that he'd be in maybe a uh, multiverse of madness just that could be all kinds of people in that you know Oh
0: man yeah think about how cool it would be to have multiverse of madness also link up to into the spider verse
1: yes Oh man, if they actually linked it to Into the Spider-Verse, that would be amazing. And, and like, they could do the thing we all talked about a lot last year, which is, uh, have, have other spider, past Spider-Men show up. That yes. Was, even if just for a moment, if you had, you know, the, 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 gosh, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man, whatever that guy's name is, and Andrew Garfield show up, you know? Toby Maguire? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, been yep, a, that's, the, that's the one. It's been a long time, been a long time.
0: Uh, uh, yep, yep. I mean, they directly reference that in um, Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, yeah, they, def-
1: they definitely reference it in Into the, the Spider-Verse, but it'd be neat if, like, they actually had the actor come back.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And in, 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 in Multiverse <laughs> of Madness is a perfect place for that. It would be the perfect place for that. I love they have a movie called Multiverse of Madness, and that it's going to, you know, it's going to be... It, it it would be okay if they did crazy shit because it's called Multiverse of Madness, you know?
0: Yeah, it's just I mean, great. I'm excited. That's kind of Doctor Strange is honestly the perfect place to have that sort of uh, sort of multiversal craziness happening. Like that's that's what he deals with on a very regular basis.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. Well, so <clears throat> all good things. Spider Man's back. Yep.
0: I don't know what else and I have we to got- say about it. We got a third Spider-Man film coming July 16th, 2021 that has been added to our docket of 2021 stuff. Wow. So, is that
1: four movies in 2021 now?
0: I believe... Because I think there were already three. Oh, man. I don't remember the schedule anymore.
1: Uh, yeah, What me, are we going to do? do? I know. It, it, I, it, I haven't really settled into this whole new schedule thing yet.
0: Our release schedule is as follows. Uh, May 1st, 2020 It's Black Widow. Uh fall twenty twenty, quote unquote, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney Plus. November sixth, twenty twenty is the Eternals, which we all know is going to be an X-Men movie.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh February twelfth, twenty twenty one is Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Spring twenty twenty one is WandaVision on Disney Plus. Also in spring twenty twenty one is Loki on Disney Plus. May twenty-first, twenty twenty one Or that might just be May of 2021. Yeah, May of 2021, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, Then we get the What If series in summer of 2021. Uh, Fall of 2021 is going to be the Hawkeye Disney Plus series. Again, July 16th, like we said, 2021 is um, the third Spider-Man film. And then November 5th, 2021, is Thor Love and Thunder. Okay, so a ton
1: is happening in 2021.
0: Yeah. Thor, Doctor Strange, and Shang-Chi, along with Spider-Man. So yes, four movies in 2021. Wow. That's insane. Bonkers. I know. <laughs> Bonkers.
1: Okay. So let's move on to other news. We got, a, we got a few other things before we get into some feedback and, uh, lots of fan casting feedback we got today and lots of fun stuff. Um, yep. But, uh, the, 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 I love this news. Very excited the, about this and I'm kind of shocked by it, honestly. <laughs>
0: It is that RDJ is coming back to the MCU in Black Widow. Is that what you're shocked by? Is, I am shocked by that. You're
1: shocked. Could that okay. be the other movie? What do you mean? That he shows up in Spider-Man. Oh, that
0: Spider-Man shows up in
1: because it, it, if RDJ is in it, it's not going back that far. They, they said uh, from the report I read said that it was going to be set after Civil War. Right. Yes, it's going to be after Civil War uh, and before Infinity War. Oh man, what if we get a little more of that father son relationship?
0: And how much are you going to cry? Oh man, probably a lot. But I don't think that I don't think that that's going to be where Spider Man is. Uh, just the way that they're saying it is like it's going to be another a next one, like that hasn't shot yet, and Black Widow is done shooting as of a yeah, few days true. ago.
1: That's true. They probably did not have time to. Film with Tom Holland cameo.
0: Unless they did it before the bad news, right? It's possible.
1: Uh, <laughs> either way, RDJ
0: is is coming back to the universe. What do you think of that? I I think that it's a, a nice little, uh, a nice little sprinkling right at the end because it's it's a movie about a character who is dead. You know, it's Black Widow. She died in in Endgame as well, but you know, that's not going to stop her from showing up in a movie set in the past. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the stakes are going to be like though, for a movie set in the past when we already know where she dies.
1: Yeah. That, that's an interesting part of it. Like, I don't know how the stakes will feel. The other thing is like, I'm kind of just surprised. Like I'm not, I don't dislike that RDJ is showing up. I would love for him to like, reveal in this movie that he built a Android version of himself that we'll be seeing from now on. Uh, (laughs) But I, 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 I find it surprising because I feel like him ending on such a high note. I just feel like RDJ himself, like the actor wouldn't want to come back after ending on such a high note of end game, like that. You'd think that would, they'd want to leave the character alone for a while.
0: Yeah, I would think so too, but apparently that's not how it is. And uh you know, it, it, it's it's been said that he's coming back. It's also just been said that, or it's been simply said that it's just a cameo. So it's not like he's gonna, you know, split screen time and and share the whole weight of the film with her. Uh, supposedly, it's just a, a small role where he does make an appearance, though.
1: Right, and I do love it. I, you know, you know, I love that that deep continuity. But it does, seem, yeah. it does seem weird. It's like we, it's kind of like the Colson thing we talk about with S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, we didn't have time to miss him, you know? Yeah. Like, if they had done some sort of flashback movie four years from now and RDJ dropped in, it would have been, like, mind-blowing, you know? But that's no, already tearing my heart out to think about that. Right? Like, that sounds amazing. But... <laughs> You know, right now it feels like we just lost him, and it just yeah. feels a little soon to have him back. But that's, you know, not that there's anything wrong with it. I'm really excited about it. You know what
0: it kind of feels like? What's that? It feels like uh, Pulp Fiction, where it's everything is out of time, and technically at the end of the timeline of Pulp Fiction, John Travolta's character is dead. But they don't end the movie with him being dead. Right. They end the movie with him triumphantly walking away from the from the diner.
1: Yeah, if if in this he triumphantly walks away from a diner, that'll be a fun little
0: nod. A little nod. (laughs) Uh, I'm done with that. Uh, There's somebody else coming back, though. Who that? In Black Widow. We're going to see William Hurt as Thunderbolt Ross. Neat. 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 Uh, I know. I I guess I would think he'd be around, especially shortly after (laughs) Civil War and... Being a military guy. Yeah. Dealing with military people. And he- a military situation. Didn't he basically threaten her at the end of Civil War? I
1: believe so. He, he said like, you know, I know you let them go or something like that. And, and uh, y- you're, you're not safe or something like that. I don't know. He, he acted like she had broken the accords at the end of Civil War. So I'd be interested to see where, what happened after
0: that. The report of, of William Hurt coming back for Thunderbolt Ross is just really centered around some set photos, and apparently it was a small thing. It's being tossed around that he's likely just filming an end credit scene. Uh, oh. So, you know, just a little stinger, teaser, whatever. What could that mean? I uh, don't know, man. Man, I think the, that, uh, that could
1: mean Red Hulk, if you
0: ask me. You know what's really screaming at me is that he's walking with a cane— And that cane is bright freaking red. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, um, cool. I hope that doesn't I want to see
1: Red Hulk. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I I, I think he's been great in the movies, and it'd be real cool to finally let him be him. What if he's the real villain of this movie? You know, they've kept it under wraps, (laughs) and you thought it was Taskmaster, but near the end, it turns out Red Hulk she has to f- And you know, um, she already has the like relationship with the real the normal Hulk. It'd be interesting if she had to like actually fight Red Hulk.
0: Oh man. I don't I don't think that they're going to do that, but oh that would be so great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: who knows? Who knows? Fun to speculate about. Uh we did have a little sad news this week, right?
0: A little bit, but it's it's sour and sweet at the same time. Okay. Yeah. Uh Hulu has canceled Ghost Rider. We will not be seeing Ghost Rider on Hulu. Um, it's it's really sad to say that because Gabriel Luna has done such a phenomenal job with the with the character, and it would have been awesome to see him in you know really cut loose in his own series. Uh, but a new report is suggesting that Kevin Feige has had a hand in the uh, the cancellation, saying that. Um, Feige has his own plans for the character in the mm. mainline Marvel Cinematic Universe. Interesting. That's cool. I will be
1: annoyed if it doesn't line up with the stuff from S.H.I.E.L.D. as, as I should be. Um, who knows? Maybe, man, they're, pro- they're probably about to do some sort of, with all this multiverse of madness, they're probably going to do some sort of universe shake them up where, you know, everything changes a little bit. But uh, again, it, to me, that removes stakes. If you take away the past of the universe, I don't know. We'll just
0: see how they do it. Here's my thought. like Marvel just announced the Blade movie, and Marvel TV had had plans for a Blade series on Hulu, which were scrapped. Um, Everybody's been clamoring for Moon Knight, and we got a Moon Knight series coming up. Apparently, Marvel TV also had plans for Werewolf by Night and Midnight Suns, um, all of which are like these monster type series and and supernatural type series or, you know, supernatural runs. I think that we might be getting a team up between like those kinds of things and maybe some Doctor Strange action to get like a, a mystical monster Avengers type thing. Uh, And I would, I would really like to see that culminate in a story just like uh, Uncanny Avengers annual number one, where they're taking a Mojo World. And Ghost Rider pretty much just decimates Mojo World because it's, you know, it's full of sin and he's just pen and staring the entire like world and everyone is in agony. It was a really fun story. And I just, I, I would really like to see that sort of thing happen, even though it's, it makes no sense to see that on screen. But having that sort of team-up would be pretty
1: cool. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and it sounds like they've just sort of that whole horror element of the universe they're really starting to get into. And I'm yeah, I'm interested to
0: see what they do for sure. Yeah, they did say you know you say that word horror, and apparently Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is going to be the first horror theme movie. Yeah, and I'm really glad that Scott Derrickson is the one helming that because he's got he's got uh, you know some credentials as a horror director. Yeah, I just don't know how it's
1: all going to fit together. I know it will. I know they'll do something cool. But
0: as of now, you know, yeah, it's it's hard to say what's coming because all of these things are so far down the line, and you know, nothing's been announced for Ghost Rider, and Blade is not even in Phase Four, and you know, Phase Four is going through what twenty twenty one, so and we've got the new the next two years mapped out for us, but you know, the next stuff is is worlds away. Yeah, man, li- quite literally. <laughs>
1: Well, anyway, that's all very exciting, very, very exciting. Uh, we've got some feedback. We got a couple of uh, corrections, and then we got tons of people asking about fan casting, and then just a whole bunch of random stuff. Um, well, we we tried, I tried to narrow down the feedback because you guys have been amazing. Everybody's sending in a lot of feedback. I love it. Um, so if we don't get to yours, I apologize. We also cut down some uh, for time just cause we are trying to get in as many people as possible. So some of the longer ones, uh, we hope we didn't misrepresent. Mostly all I took out was stuff like your podcast's amazing just cause it's very sweet, but I just want to try to get to the content. So, uh, Please don't stop sending that in. It's very encouraging and we love it. But um,
0: keep telling us how much you love us because we really need that.
1: <laughs> but it's uh it's it, we I just I took a lot of that. Normally I try to leave everything in, but I I took a lot of those out just to save time today. So, let's get on into it then. Let's, so we have more time for more people.
0: All right. So, first up. Oh, Michael Con- a little correction here. Michael Conklin says good lord, it's rubric, not rubric. Leave the fancy words to podcasts who discuss weightier matters than which of these two fictional characters would win in a fictional fight. I don't know that there are weightier
1: matters. I don't understand what he means. (laughs)
0: What what other discussion is there to have?
1: To be honest, we don't don't talk about who would win in a fight. I don't think we've ever really had that discussion, because we don't know. I don't feel qualified (laughs) to answer that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's who makes a better hero.
0: Yeah. Who's more worthy. Shit like that, uh,
1: but no. <laughs> Sorry, Michael, for hurting your ears with my T over and over. Uh, because yeah, to be honest, wasn't the only one. I have never seen that word written, and I thought it had a T on it.
0: I was wondering why you kept saying the T, but I was just going to let you go. Like maybe well, I was wrong. You but... could have asked. But <laughs> no st- hey, Matt, why are you pronouncing that word in a way that I don't recognize? I don't know. Uh, I, I, honestly, if you'd
1: asked me which one I was saying, I probably wouldn't have remembered or known. I don't know where why that word. That's the, it's, funny, it's so funny. That's the second person to write in about uh, are you overuse of that word or wrong use of that word, and uh, it's funny because I don't use that word that often. It was just the word I know for that thing <laughs> of having a system <laughs> of deciding something. So it just came out a lot, and apparently I did it wrong and too
0: often. So sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Wrong and too often. A very dangerous combination. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> yep, yep. Let's get off of how Matt was doing very wrong and see what Tim Brown says. <laughs> says okay, I see no source saying Gunn said Warlock will not be in... Three, uh, meaning Guardians 3. So that email from that fan may not be accurate. I see several saying otherwise, like this one, June 13th article. I don't know if this is a good source, but it's something. I can't find anything saying we have to wait for him to show up in Guardians 4.
1: Okay, so I looked around a little bit, too. I did not find articles saying that... Um, but you know, all these articles are just articles, so who knows? But there, he did, he does cite an article from June 13th and, sh- and I sent a link of saying that James Gunn will be, and I think it was in Variety, so you know, a reasonable source. So, yeah, uh, Adam Warlock will probably be in Guardians 3. As, as we presumed from the post-credit sequence, but, uh, we had talked about, uh, one of the listeners wrote in and said that he didn't think that he was going to be till 4, but it looks like probably 3, so. There we
0: go. No, We actually have to wait until five.
1: Oh, no. <laughs>
0: that's, Correction, That's made. worse.
1: Now we got tons of people wrote in about the fan casting. I, I left some of these here. Uh, let's run down them real quick. What do we
0: got? All right. All right. Looks like we had uh, Pinky on Twitter say Adams, you cast. So if Denzel was a Magneto, how about Whippy Goldberg for his counterpart? Xavier doesn't have to be bald, right? <laughs> like I like how he said
1: doesn't have to be bald instead of doesn't have to be a man, which. It is true on both counts. Uh, although, Whoopi Goldberg shaved her eyebrows for... Did she shave her eyebrows? She doesn't have eyebrows regularly, right? I don't know. She doesn't have eyebrows in uh, Next Generation.
0: I am not enough of a Trekkie to comment. I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: she doesn't have eyebrows in Next Generation, and I always assumed it was a choice, but I guess I'd never pit it. You know what? <laughs> Does she have eyebrows? She might not have eyebrows. Okay. Well, I'm looking at pictures, I, lots of different pictures. Apparently, Whoopi Goldberg does not have eyebrows. Uh, so maybe she'd be willing to shave her head. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> even if not, I, I like her. Honestly, I think she's a good choice. for uh, After seeing her as guy yeah. on Next Generation, she wouldn't be bad.
0: Yeah, think about how, how like calm and soothing and, and um, wise she can portray quite easily. Yeah. And how she's got that knowing smirk of like I know what kind of shit you're up to. Yeah, she could be really good. She could be a good, like good it. one. Good. Yeah, I like it. Well done, Pinky. Well done. All right. So next up, we got uh, Misfit the Lost Boy on Twitter. Adam, you guys Taron Egerton for Wolverine would be amazing. I can see that. Taron Egerton,
1: he's the. Um, he he was in Kingsman. He's the Kingsman main character in Kingsman. Uh, he's 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 awesome. He's awesome. in Rocket Man. He's in Rocket Man. Yeah, and actually Rocket Man he he gets a little stockier, you know, to play the part. Yep. And like I can totally see him as a Wolverine. I dig it. That's yeah. I could. Hmm. Who did we fancast for it? Uh, we threw about know, a lot, but I think. Uh, <laughs> we decided the Eternals was going to be an X-Men movie and that Jon Snow whatever his real name is because i can't come up with it right now. Kid Harrington. Thanks. Kid Harrington
0: is going to be Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to stick with that. Yeah, I like that it's pretty one. Pretty good. Cuz it's the Externals. and it's so funny on our on our Facebook chat we had Sherman Smith say that we had to let it go and he said that the Externals is not going to be an X-Men movie. <laughs> And oh no, I said externals. I think, or did he say externals? No, no, I he said externals. That's right. And nobody mentioned it. I was just going to let it go. I was going to be like, let's see how far we can get on externals. Yeah, which is
1: the thing. We, <laughs> another joke we made that it was the externals. Yeah, um, no, but yeah, we, I think it's the Eternals. I I realize it. It's just fun to speculate because, to be honest, I know nothing about the Eternals. It'll probably be like Guardians of the Galaxy. It'll probably be a thing I love after I see it. But as of now, I don't. You know. I you don't know have love. About it. I don't know anything going about it. Going in blind.
0: Nothing to speculate Should we about? just stop reporting on it so that you can go into it the way that you did for Guardians? Uh, I mean, we do. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I was
1: going to say, didn't we report on Guardians? And I was like, nope, we didn't have a cast then.
0: <laughs> that was the start of our podcast. Yes. That was the first thing
1: we casted about.
0: Yep. And we did a real bad job at it. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Probably we didn't see. know what we were doing. No, anyway, that's five years ago. Long time. At uh, D Swift ninety five says at MCU cast. What about Eddie Murphy for Professor X? He has a serious side to him, and I think he has the weight to pull it off. I, I've seen him be
1: serious as a person. I've never seen him act in a serious role. Can you think of one where he's acting in a serious role?
0: I don't know that I've ever seen him act in a serious role. I know I've seen him in like emotionally weighty parts, but. Not like hugely weighty parts, mostly where he's being a parent um,
1: yeah, and, and mostly if you're gonna put if you're gonna get Eddie Murphy in something, I want him to fully like be Eddie Murphy I, I at least I want him to be able to be funny, and I feel like Professor X is kind of a stoic character,
0: yeah, he's real serious, but
1: uh but you know I, I'm always. Comedians often do a really good job of transitioning from comedic acting into regular acting or like serious acting uh, because they say it's because comedy's harder. And so if you can do comedy, you can do drama. It's just it's like comedy, but you don't have to be funny. It's pretty it's just e- like an easier level. <laughs> That's the, the joke a lot of uh, comedic actors make. But I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I see him in that. It'd be really hard to take him seriously as a Professor X. I feel like.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we got Love the Orc on Twitter saying, as much as I love Carl, talking about Carl Urban, I think Anthony Starr, Homelander, did the heavy lifting in this show. I wish he would start getting big roles. What he did in The Boys and in Banshee is just A-plus level acting. I I
1: agree. I don't know how many of our people out there have seen The Boys, but it's getting tons of great acclaim because it's really, really good. It really is. Um, I'm planning to do a podcast about uh, Watchmen starting in a few okay. weeks because, uh, they're releasing Watchmen in October. Um, and we're going to do a week by week podcast with Jason from DC on screen. Uh, and, uh, I was like, it's going to be great. And then I watched that. And I'm like, I don't know that the Watchmen can defeat the boys. Like the boys did that sort of morally ambiguous team of sort of Anti-hero, not even anti-heroes, like sort of heroist villain, heroic villains. Like it, it's they did it so well. I don't know how you can do it better. I really don't.
0: Yeah, like what they did for the seven in in um, in the boys is effectively Dark Reign. I mean, that was that was Norman Osborn's Avengers up there, or um, maybe. Oh God! What is their name? The ones led by Zemo, the bad guys. Th-
1: not the Thunderbolts.
0: Thunderbolts. That oh, okay. is the Thunderbolts. I, I was right. Yeah. Or I was job.
1: wrong. I was I was wrong that I was wrong.
0: <laughs> I like it when you're wrong. It helps me be right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, Thunderbolts or uh, or Norman Osborn's Dark Reign. Like it was that level of. Like these guys are supposed to be good and supposed to be helping, and everybody is kind of on board with them, but like they're just killing people.
1: Yeah, well, it, they're they're all a marketing gimmick, basically. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I really, I think it's been it was really good. Uh, one thing I wanted to say about Anthony Starr, who played Homelander on The Boys, the uh, main reason I want him in the MCU is because his name is one letter off
0: from Tony Stark. That's all I got to say. <sighs> Moving on. <laughs> All right. If he could do an accent, I would like to see him be um, Brian Braddock. That'd be great. Anyway, Graham T. Guitar said, how about Andre Brager for Professor X? He's an amazing actor and probably the correct age.
1: Yeah. Andre Brager, he play. I know him best as C- Captain Holt from the nine, oh, yeah. nine, but he has, that is Captain Holt. <laughs> he's been in a lot of dramatic roles as well. Um, Yeah, he's great. Uh, Are you saying that Captain Holt's not a dramatic role? (laughs) You know, it pretty much is. It's a very serious role. Pretty much is, yeah. Uh, But (laughs) again, it'd be really hard to see him in that role after how I know him. But, you know, I I
0: don't want to count him out. No, he's basically Professor X as Captain Holt. (laughs) Yeah, draw that connection. What what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) He's the stoic leader of a band of really talented misfits from various backgrounds all with their own strengths. One of which is kind of the, the field leader who he is, uh, constantly giving guidance to and, and teaching to be a better person. Mm,
1: it's tenuous. You did a good job, but it's tenuous at best.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, now I'll, I'll, I'll uh, I'll support Captain Holt for, for Professor X to my dying breath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. We got uh, on Twitter Jarvis is my homeboy saying Patrick Bramal or Bramal Brammel Glitch as the new Wolverine. Just a thought. Uh, so he's from the show Glitch. I looked him up. He l- looks the part, but I've never seen anything he's done. I don't know that name at all. And I have not seen Glitch. Me Ooh. neither. All right, Jordan Budway says Giancarlo Esposito, Gus Fring from Breaking Bad, would be a good Xavier. I could see that one. I've only seen him in uh, nefarious roles. Yeah, so I mean, he's got the emotional weight for it. Like that man's a phenomenal actor. Um, but it would be hard to see past Gus Fring for sure. It would be ha- it would be real difficult to see past Gus, uh, just because he did such a phenomenal job there. And that is that is a lasting role. <laughs> Someone who has one role that they're really, really well known
1: for, it's always really hard for me to imagine them in another role. I know that obviously that's dumb. There's no way someone's going to get other roles they're known for unless you give them those shots. And I, I don't think any of these people shouldn't give, be given shots. I just, you know, it's just hard to, for me to envision some of these that don't have... I mean, like even uh, Patrick Stewart as Professor X, I never really got past seeing Captain Picard. <laughs> But he also wasn't playing a different enough role. This is the trick. In some ways, the people that that have only played comedy or they've only played something very different or nefarious, it it almost would they would do better than the ones who are too similar because then I just they need they need to do something to differentiate this character. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. What about um, you know somebody like uh, like Tom Hanks who's in? all kinds of roles that are just all across the board and like kill themselves to be a different character every time like it's hard for me to to see somebody like Tom Hanks as anybody but Tom Hanks like Tom Hanks's character in <laughs> that's even worse when like the actor's been around so
1: long you're just like that is that actor <laughs> like yep. they're not even that <laughs> character that, that you're trying to forget a fictional character but you like can't get past the fact that's just Tom Hanks
0: yeah, and that's not saying that Tom Hanks is not a, a an incredible actor. It's just that you know he's so he's been in so many different things and so many different parts. It's it's gotten to the point like it's just Tom Hanks's character in.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, how many names of Tom Hanks characters can you think of?
0: Forrest Gump. Yep. Uh and again yeah, there you that go. That was the movie. <laughs> That's
1: him playing something very different than who he has been in all his other roles, you know? And yep. we remember that character's name.
0: I don't remember the character's name in uh in Castaway.
1: I don't either. It was Tom Hanks on an island. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was it was Tom Hanks in Castaway.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what yeah, exactly. The, uh, most of his characters are very similar. Or at least similar enough. Hey, every once in a while he'll do something very different. I remember one character, Captain Phillips.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say, like, the ones that you remember are the title characters. Yeah. Forrest Gump, Captain Phillips.
1: Yeah, you're right.
0: But I think Forrest Gump,
1: even if the movie had been named something different, we might remember it because he's just such a different character.
0: Yeah. Uh, The Terminal.
1: The Terminal, he was a very different character in that one.
0: But I still don't remember that character name. No, me neither. (laughs) I remember Stanley Tucci being a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. uh, Chas Major says on Twitter, if Denzel is cast as Magneto, an interesting choice for Professor X might be Avery Brooks. Plenty of serious actor credit and looks good bald. Also only about six years older than Denzel, maintaining the age dynamic between Xavier and Magneto. I can't
1: see them putting Avery Brooks in that role, but I definitely would love it. I absolutely love Avery, Avery Brooks. He's my he's my favorite captain on Star Trek. <laughs> um, captain Sisko, uh, he's my favorite. So I would be down with Avery Brooks. I'm 100% on board. I want to like... Give the logical arguments against it because there are plenty of arguments why he probably would not be the guy, but I just love him so much. Yeah, let's, let's, let's put him in the role. <laughs> <laughs> let's get him in there. I will never, I will never speak ill, Ill of putting Avery Brooks in anything.
0: Uh, you know, I'm down for it. I'm down for it. Yeah. No, I, I don't think I've seen anything else that he's been in other than American History X in 1998. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm good. American
1: Strikes, uh, he's also really great in The Big Hit with Mark Wahlberg. Okay. Really good in that. <laughs> but that's about all I've seen too. I, but I've seen a whole lot of Star Trek with him. All of it in fact.
0: Yeah. Was he, uh, was he great in The Captains? He was himself.
1: Yep. As in he was being interviewed in The Captains.
0: Uh, okay.
1: The documentary about the four captains of the... Star Trek series four at that point, or I can't remember if the enterprise Scott Bakula was in that or not. He was in the fifth series. So I can't wait. Star Trek starting back soon and I'm getting real excited. The Picard series (laughs) is coming out and I am pumped. I've been like just watching old next generation episodes. I very rarely rewatch things. And so I've just been like, I don't know, going to bed every night, trying to throw on a Star Trek episode while I fall asleep. And I just end up watching like three of them and staying up way too late. (laughs) That's a bad thing, Matt.
0: I know. It's horrible. (laughs) But I'm loving it. Oh, man. So, let's see. Next up, we got Luke Murphy saying, I think Jake Weary would be perfect. He's on Animal Kingdom as Darren Cody. Great range as an actor and really looks the part. Only 5'7", and looks like he could bulk up. Cool. Again,
1: that's one I don't know, but I will trust. I looked it up again. Looks good for it. Uh, but looks are only the beginning.
0: Yeah, looks are only the start. Uh, but he, oh man, that picture of him where he's sorry. There's a lot of pictures on uh, on a quick Google search where he's you know bearded and gruff looking, and he he pulls off gruff. So I can see him looking the part of of Wolverine. Um, I, I still just I think that the. The hard part about a Wolverine role is having somebody be able to pull off the the gruff exterior but soft interior of being that kind of uh, that kind of protector who is also a, a jerk. You mm. know.
1: See, I never, I never, I mean, I guess the Hugh the Hugh Jackman version, but I never think of him as a gruff exterior with a soft interior. I oh, think he him- saves
0: every. Small person, he can. I just think of him as
1: a gruff man to the bone, but he just has a great moral compass. You know what I mean? That's
0: what it is. That's what I mean. Yeah, I just like, he's not soft
1: in the middle though. He's gruff all the way down. He is chewy right
0: there in the center.
1: I disagree. We might be talking. He's got a good spine though. (laughs) We might be saying the same thing, but he, but he's, he just, to me, he doesn't have a soft side. He just, is, is the kind of gruff man who always does the right thing. You know what I mean? He just does the right thing. Being morally good doesn't make him sort of soft, I guess? I don't know. This is this
0: different to me? I don't know. I mean, you can say it a million different ways, but he's, he's squishy on the inside. He's a good guy. <laughs> he, do, he, he is a good
1: dude. He does the right thing, but he, I don't know. He, he's been, he's been through a lot and has made him very hard and, uh, very prickly both on the surface and deep down, I think.
0: Yeah. And that's that him being that him being so old and having gone through so much is another part of the, the depth of, of acting that has to happen. Like he's got, you've got to have somebody who, you know, can pull off that kind of constant internal turmoil of having Logan's past rolling around in his head and not quite remembering who he is like that. There's a bit to that that's uh, a little more difficult to pull off. Yeah, for sure. All right, we got a couple more casting things people tossed out. Uh, let's see. Matthew on Twitter, at VenturesAssemble. Very <laughs> uh, <laughs> <says, pretty> good. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Adam to you, cast. Question for the cast here Who do you guys want to play the Fantastic Four? I've been thinking, and I genuinely have no clue who I want in the roles. That's a big question. It's a real big question. It is a big question. It's, it's big
1: and broad, and there's a lot of options out there. I, I I really like the fan out of the rumor/ slash fan casting of John Krasinski. John Krasinski as as Reed Richards. I I think he'd be great. He's he'd be like well he's not even that young anymore. He's like I just think he'd be great. I, I just think he'd play that role well. Like he. He does everything kind of well, and he's funny. He's <laughs> kinda like well. funny and charming, but he can be very uh, serious and action starry when he needs to be. And I don't know. Yeah,
0: yeah, I like him. Uh, I like him. He's been in uh, he's been in Jack Ryan recently. Yes, been pulling that real well. Like that that has been doing quite well on Amazon. Yeah, um
1: I've enjoyed it. I've wa- I've watched all of it actually.
0: <clears throat> that's uh, that's actually a really good pull, man. Yeah, well, I,
1: that's definitely not my pull. That's that's like the biggest piece of fan casting going around the internet. Um, I don't know why, but I, I really feel like Michael B. Jordan would kill it as the Human Torch. <sighs> <laughs> it just seems like it would fit him. You know, seems like a really good idea.
0: Does it? Was <laughs> that something that you just came you out? Got
1: it, rolling around? Just popped out of my head. I don't know. It just yeah, really, really popped. No reason head. he'd be really good in that role. Uh, you know who
0: I'd like to see
1: play yeah? Johnny Storm? Who's that? I
0: I would love to have Chris Evans do that. Yeah, you know he's not busy anymore. Yeah, he just died. He just got and out of the. It's not like universe. Marvel
1: has been. They just drop him really. back in.
0: <laughs> it's not <laughs> like Marvel is is like hurting to swap actors around whenever and they do should, whatever they need to. They do
1: an into the Human Torch verse.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's Chris Evans verse. Yes.
1: Um, okay, no, but seriously, uh, you know I don't know. Human Torch, who's a good Human Torch? Needs to be young, needs, needs to, be to be exciting, quippy. quippy and fun. Zac Efron. Yeah, I think Zac Efron could be good. I don't like him. I hate okay. to say it, I just don't like him. I don't find yeah. Zac Efron. I've liked him a lot.
0: Did you see the Teddy or the Ted Bundy thing? No, that doesn't. Got to s- watch the Ted Bundy thing.
1: Okay, I have heard. That, that I've heard he's good in it. I just I he I don't know He destroys it in that role as a, as, a, as a as a dramatic role. Is it mostly dramatic? I'm yes, assuming. Yes, absolutely. Well, that's the thing. Like I don't really I haven't really liked him. There was a movie called Seventeen Again. He did where he played a young version of Matthew Perry in that movie, and he was really good in that. Like that that I thought he was really funny, and I was like, oh, I actually like this guy. This guy from that musical high school movie, and then over time, I just like everything else he was in. I was like, he is the low point of all these movies for me. I just don't really love <laughs> Zac Efron. I I just think he's always kind of uh, when he's in these sort of bro comedies he, he's been in over the last five years or whatever. I'm just like uh, I don't know, just doesn't resonate with me for whatever reason.
0: Okay, okay. but uh, you know,
1: maybe he'd be great. I just don't think. I think maybe I don't like the kind of humor he. It has been going for maybe just bad choices, maybe just bad role choices.
0: That's fair. That's fair. I mean, you're allowed to think that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but I but, but I hear you. That's probably a good, probably a good likely call, honestly. Um, but who is young? Man, I, I, I like. It, it, I've been showing my age. All these people are sending in their Wolverine picks and stuff, like looking for good young, fresh. Wolverines, and I'm like, "I don't know who any of these guys are. <laughs> now you talk about old black actors. I'm like, Yeah, all of them, I know who most of them are, uh, but young <laughs> young human torch types I got nothing um, <laughs> <laughs> like I think that I think him being funny is 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 oh. <laughs> I got some what? some real silliness, <laughs> Thomas Middleditch." <laughs> What? (laughs) Thomas Middleditch as the Human Torch. (laughs) No. Come on, man. He doesn't even have to be in any of the action sequences. He's going to be on fire. And (laughs) him being scared of his own powers and, like, being a little too nervous. I don't know. He doesn't really fit
0: it. I just... No. I'm trying to think of... The Human Torch is, like excited to be a hero. I know, I know. Tom Holland would be phenomenal. Yes, I agree. Tom Holland would be a great human torch. (laughs) Unfortunately, he's already being the best Spider-Man ever. (laughs) Well, he's already in the universe. Dang, I was going to say Childish Gambino. Uh, Gosh, his real name. Daniel Glover? Mm, Donald Glover. Donald Glover. (laughs) Glover. Daniel Glover is the older black actor that obviously needs to be Professor X. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was gonna say Donald
1: Glover Donald Glover could be a good uh human torch, but he is uh, he's already the prowler.
0: <laughs> he's he's not quite the prowler, he is definitely the character who might become the prowler though.
1: Yeah. Which I t- how much how much fun would it be if he came back as the prowler? That'd be fun.
0: That would be and then we get a, a nice uh a Miles story. Oh Woof. That would be so good.
1: Yeah, man. Who's like an actor in their 20s? Like, I don't even know, man. I don't even know. I, 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 I like, I know so few shows. I feel like I, uh, the, I only know Marvel shows, and, and I'm trying to think of someone outside the Marvel world. Can't think of anybody. Oh, well. I can't mm-hmm. think of, I can't, I'm bad at casting stuff, especially trying to think of young, <laughs> new actors. You know?
0: Yeah. Uh, obviously, Taylor Lautner.
1: Nope, don't know who that is. <laughs> okay, well, we've got a couple of Johnny Storms.
0: What about Sue Storm? Uh, Sue Storm, uh, obviously the only actress in Hollywood is Scarlett Johansson. <laughs>
1: we got to watch other things other than Marvel. I think that's what we're learning here.
0: Uh, I think that's our problem when, is that we only watch <laughs> when,
1: <laughs> Well, we try to watch all of it, which takes most of my T V watching time and movie watching time. So like most things I go to see are Marvel things. And mm-hmm. so So because of that, I'm not real good at this casting game. Not good at it at all. Um uh, mm. I just want to pull from Marvel shows. Like uh let's see, who's a who's a good uh yeah, who, who the guy who plays Cloak, how about him? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep 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 so, uh, you're right he, he'd be great he'd be great olivia olivia holt would be a fantastic sue storm yes a, yes she's
1: dagger yes i love that i love her as dagger <laughs> and then uh you know if we're gonna go younger like that we just might as well use chase from runaways as reed richards yep
0: yep oh man you know who would be phenomenal as as johnny storm rupert grint I don't know who that is. Rupert Grint was, uh, Ron, Ron Weasley in Harry
1: Potter. Huh. As a, uh, interesting. Interesting. Is he a redhead in the comics? Not that he has to be either way, but. No, he's blonde. That's what I thought. I was just curious. I didn't know if that was a movie change or if I was remembering correctly. Um, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. He, he could be good. Uh, you know who'd be a great, um, the thing? Haley Joel Osmond. Ooh, that actually isn't a bad call. <laughs> Hilly Jaws would probably be a good thing. Uh, but I was thinking Molly from Runaways.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: yes, not even in costume or anything. No, just,
0: she still looks
1: like as Molly is. from Runaways. <laughs> yes! Okay, exactly. I, I'm sorry, I'm just being silly. I don't have good casting. Actually, Dylan Diggs wrote in as well, and he actually threw out his casting for Fantastic Four.
0: Alright, he says, hey guys, as a black American, I don't think they have to be particularly intentional about casting the race characters, unless the role calls for it. They do need to modernize the X-Men in some ways. The main part is that there will have to be some kind of grievance, particularly from Magneto. That's a long way to say, if they went the route of making Magneto black, that could be an interesting take uh, that would differentiate the cast from past X-Men stories. Uh, I don't think it needs to be couched in the 60s era, in the 60s era racial dynamics. Truthfully, a younger Magneto and Xavier could be fine, especially if they were in inner city America or something like that. Black Panther already touched on this subject a bit. That said, they should do whatever they want to get Denzel as Magneto. I also would have loved him for Norman Osborne. I think he has the cold ruthlessness and charisma to kill the role, white or black. Uh, they were looking for people of color, So, Xavier could be Hispanic, for example. I'm super curious if they would have uh, have to be the same age-ish. I could see an alternate depiction of this dynamic where Magneto is more of a mentor to Xavier, but it's the mentor who becomes extreme. And then I think a younger Xavier could totally be Will Smith or Tay Diggs, or uh, if they wanted to go younger, cast Denzel's son, John David Washington. Anyway. Moving from that subject, I'm curious what would be your guys' fan castings of some of the major upcoming characters. Here's some of mine. All right, so one, Reed Richards, Patrick Wilson, Bradley Cooper, or David Tennant. All can be effective jerks. All right, so I think... Bradley Cooper would be great,
1: but my favorite is David Tennant in that your list. But he's already, again, already in universe, but I love him. So if, if they moved him over there, two people can look similar. It's fine. It's fine.
0: I mean, they did already put uh, Mariah Dillard. Oh, yeah. There's already been a few like that. Well, she had a, a teensy tiny role in, in Age of Ultron, yeah. so... Was it Age of Ultron? No, that was Civil War. That was definitely Civil yep. War. The effects of Age of Ultron were what she was talking about. Um, I like Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson could be, like, he looks the part, you know, all tall and, and stringy, but he's also got that perfect amount of, like, just superior dick.
1: Hmm. Yeah. He's, he's, and, he's, and he's a good actor.
0: He could be good. Yep. He could yep. be good. Uh let's see. Number 2, Sue Storm. Oh, these are that's yeah, okay. Uh Amelia Clark. Amelia a really Hendy. good call. Yeah. Yeah. She does a good blonde. She does. I think if Sue Storm, if Amelia Clark is going to be Sue Storm, let her keep the accent and then let Rupert Grint be Johnny Storm. Am I right? There you go. You did it. <laughs> got it. I got him in. <laughs> Uh, he says, "Also, don't let Cersei fool you. The Sarah Connor Chronicles and 300 proves that she can be an excellent protagonist."
1: Yeah, talking about Lena Headey. I love Lena Headey in uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles.
0: I have not seen Sarah Connor Chronicles, but I I have seen her, or I do remember her from 300 specifically. Uh, she was also in 300: Rise of an Empire, which was decent enough. Yeah, I don't think I ever saw what it needed one. to be. Uh, It's not as good as the first one, but for what it needed to be, it was decent. Cool. Anyway, uh, his number three, let's see, Dylan Diggs' number three is Johnny Storm, Andrew Garfield. What do you think? I don't know, man. I mean, that's what everyone said. I don't know that I like Andrew Garfield anymore. Everyone said he played a
1: great Spider-Man, if not a very good Peter Parker. That's what I said. Uh, (laughs) That's kind of what everybody said. (laughs) <laughs> nah, nobody else has my opinion. Yeah, you're ever. right. You're, you're the only one who thought that. Um, he yep. was just a little too cool Thank to you. be Peter Parker, and uh, so Johnny Swarm could be could be a good role for him.
0: Maybe, maybe. So Dylan's number four is Wolverine. Uh, he says Charlie Hunnam would be a good good fit there. He would be a good Wolverine. I do think he would be a good Wolverine. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, after watching Sons of Anarchy, I think that he's got the uh, that gruff exterior pretty pretty well down. Um, I haven't seen him in any other roles other than... Oh, no, he was in Pacific Rim. Ah, yep, yep,
1: yeah. yep, yep. He's really yep. good. <laughs> really good. That's a good call. I like that.
0: I like that one. Uh, we got, let's see, number five is Doctor Doom. He wants Jason Isaacs or Benjamin Walker. I don't think I know either of these people well. Oh, dude, Jason Isaacs would slaughter that role, like so good. That man is so imposing. Um, do you remember the uh, the Patriot with Mel Gibson, with racist ass Mel Gibson's?
1: Uh, yeah, but I don't remember him. I, I, I'm looking at his picture. I know who the guy. I don't know. I couldn't name a movie he's in.
0: Oh man, no, he's. He's, he's a good, that's a good call for Doom. I just watched him in the OA recently.
1: I knew I recognized him from something recent. And then Benjamin Walker, yet another character guy who was in the universe. He's the, he was Jessica's sort of love interest in season three. Jessica Jones. Eric, yeah. But yeah. So
0: that's, uh, there you go. It's <laughs> That's uh he's he is a good actor though. I uh I really liked him in Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Oh I haven't, I haven't, I did see that when it came out, but I don't remember it well enough. <laughs> it was like it's so goofy. Oh, uh, so goofy. Yeah. But uh you know, he's he's a solid actor. I don't know that I don't know that he can emote through the eyes. He does a good amount of bleeding from the eyes though. He does good with that. <laughs> that was that was too much. Uh, let's see. His number six, Dylan's number six is Silver Surfer. He wants Keanu. Yeah. Keanu's a good call. He plays a great,
1: like emotionless sort of blank slate, (laughs) you know, like no features. Sort of every man. Yeah. No features whatsoever.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he did really good in, uh, was it all of his movies? (laughs) No, no, no. Specifically the alien one. The alien one. Oh, shit, what was it called?
1: Bill and Ted? No. (laughs) The Day the Earth Stood Still?
0: The Day the Earth Stood Still, yes. Yes, he was completely just, like, that. it was the part, you know, that was the part, was him just not giving any crap about Earth and, you know, not having any emotion about it. Um, Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so he was he was great in that. He already
1: played it. He already played it. There you go. (laughs) He's already done it. That he was the Silver Surfer in the day the Earth stood still.
0: Yep. Yep. He was the Herald. Yeah. (laughs) And if you want like surfing, he was in Point Break. So yeah, he's got it all. Little time. We'll probably throw a little time travel in there with Bill and
1: Ted. (laughs) Um. Little he could he could hang out in the framework and just call it something different. Yep. Uh, Yep. (laughs) <laughs> it's pretty good. He's already he's already uh, basically done the whole uni- MCU. I don't know why he'd ever join.
0: Yeah, that he's already fair. had a
1: tour of all those sci fi elements.
0: Oh, I, here's one more thing. Um, I think it's important to note with all of these like fan castings, uh, the obvious choice. Like no matter what we say, the obvious choice for all of these is Bill Murray. Yeah, for sure, always Bill Murray.
1: <laughs> That's ABM.
0: Always Bill Murray. <laughs> That's we've said it for years, really. Yeah. ABM <laughs> I feel like we need to have one of those uh one of those Glengarry Glenn Ross speeches. Yeah. Man. Where it's just like ABM, always Bill Murray. A always B Bill M Murray. Always Bill Murray. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, anyway.
1: Next is uh he has Namor Henry Golding, which I don't Henry? know Henry Golding. Uh, but he's from Crazy Rich Asians um, and a lot of other movies I have not heard of.
0: Yeah, I don't recognize him either. I, um, I've not seen Crazy Rich man, Asians yet. And we got to watch other movies. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I try. I try. Let's quit, let's quit this podcast and go watch other movies right now. Okay. Bye, guys. <laughs>
1: Bye. <laughs> uh, then he has as Storm. He has a Sonequa Martin-Green. Um, she is from The Walking Dead and more recently she is from, uh, she's Michael Burnham on Star Trek Discovery. And, you know, Mm -hmm. she's all right.
0: (laughs) You know, I'm down for that. I see her. I could see her at Storm. I really could. Does she have the, uh, what's the word? Does she have the, the emotion or not the emotional? Does she have the, the, the weight, of the presence that Storm should have, the epicness, so I don't, to speak.
1: I could see her pulling it off, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know that I've seen her play to the to the the sort of gravitas of someone like Storm.
0: But that's that's the word. Yeah, I mean, I remember her as Sasha on The Walking Dead. Yeah, for the you know brief time that she was there. Yeah,
1: she. They've definitely done a lot more with her on Discovery, but. She's also playing someone who's raised by Vulcans, so she plays emotionless often. Um, and so that's, <sighs> you know, well, she's not emotionless. That's probably not a good description of her. Um, but more she, cold,
0: calculating? Yeah,
1: she's a little colder than you'd want her to be, maybe,
0: as yeah. Storm. And I if, I if I recall correctly, Sasha on The Walking Dead was more kind of a uh, passive type character. But, I don't know, she could pull it off for sure. I mean, I think she's probably got the chops. Yeah. Anyway, uh, last but not least, number nine, Rogue. <laughs> Dylan says, Charlize Theron or Anne Hathaway? Hmm, those are, those are good choices. I love Charlize
1: Theron's particularly. Uh, but I do feel like they might be a little too old for the Rogue we need right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Marvel likes to sign young, upcoming, unknown people. Uh, to be in their roles, um, especially the big ones that are going to be lasting a while. Yes. So, I don't know that Charlize Theron is young enough. Now, she would be, she would be great in, you know, one of the, one of the more established characters. Like, um, she would have been a really solid Janet Van Dyne.
1: If yeah, Michelle Pfeiffers sure.
0: hadn't been there. For sure. But I don't um, know that she's I don't I don't know that she's uh,
1: I don't know that she's, she's even old enough for that. She's kind of in the middle there. But <laughs> She's in this weird middle ground. Middle, middle ground, yeah. But no, she's uh she, it was, she always Strong's super talented. I'd love for her to be somewhere in there. And she's you know, she can still play a range of ages,
0: as it were. Yeah. She's only forty four. So yeah. I think that Oh man, if she if she was the new black widow like came in to be Yelena Yelena
1: hmm. I'd be okay with that I would too again maybe 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 has aged out of being the new black widow cuz again these these big characters they just want to cast people yeah. young enough to keep playing them for a while but you know RDJ e. came in in his 40s or whatever and played played Diamond for 10 years so it's not like they have to go super young with everybody. And I think it's part of the charm of the MCU is they don't always just go with, like, who's on teen beat or whatever. Yeah. Um, they, they, they choose actors based on their skills. And so, you know, I keep saying that about people being too young. It just seems like with the, a lot of the X Men, they're still supposed to be students, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. But, that's true.
1: I don't know. But a lot of these characters don't have to be. Like, the, the Fantastic Four could easily. We keep talking about casting a younger version, but they could easily go with an older version, you know, an established version of that, that like, got trapped in the 60s or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that's that's all that casting. I know we talked a lot of casting. I feel like maybe that was too much casting. (laughs) Let's
0: move on to some of these other questions. Alright. Steel Orwig says, question for you guys. I've been listening to the podcast for a while now, but went back and listened to the Ranking the MCU Movies episode and was wondering, Matt, what is your fourth top five movie ever? You've listed Endgame, Guardians 1, and Serenity as space operas in your top five all time. You then go on to say Back to the Future is in your top five. So what is the fifth and final movie? Man, (laughs) thanks for all you do. (laughs) <laughs> love listening to your pod while I'm out there delivering in my big brown truck throughout the day.
1: <laughs> I love this question because I don't know how close together I said all those things. Uh, so it's, it feels uh, like that's been pieced together over the years. Yeah, like I feel like that's super impressive. I think I once talked about how space operas are all in my top five, and I named those three. But that I don't think I said that at the same time. I said uh, Back to the Future, which yeah, Back to the Future is just one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, yeah, it's it's hard, and and it's probably. The case, I th- I probably say top five. I don't think I have a, a set top five. There's like uh, ten movies in your top five. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, I don't know that. <laughs> like, there's movies that I sit down and I go, yeah, that's in my top five now. But th- you know, I don't always reassess it, so I don't know what's in my top five. What's what's the fifth of the five? Um, high fidelity. <laughs> to go drastically different, I'm going to go high fidelity.
0: I think that you're just shoehorning in f- high fidelity and because of the top 5 we all know yeah we all know that it's serendipity
1: uh, I jumped off the balcony at a movie theater during serendipity Why uh I w- we were walking down the stairs and there was like a balcony off to the side you know where you could like you, you walk down the stairs then you walk out you know those like yeah. stadium seatings and uh my buddy was walking behind me and he's like you should jump, man. <laughs> and I was like, "No, man." He was like, "Jump, do it, do it." And I was like, "Fine." And I just leapt off the thing. Like <laughs> he didn't think I would. And it was—we were like seventeen or sixteen or whatever—and I jumped off the jumped off the balcony and definitely hurt my foot pretty good. I think like I had a cast, maybe. Uh, real dumb. It was a real dumb thing. I thought I could make the jump, couldn't make the jump. And uh, years later, I told my buddy, I was like, "Yeah, I jumped off the movie theater, broke my foot." Da 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 da. He's like. Yeah. What movie were you watching? I said Serendipity and he was like Oh, I see why you
0: jumped. <laughs> see I thought I was going for uh it sounds a lot like John Willock's booth. Um you know, how many how many presidents did you assassinate on the way down kind of thing? But I like the I like the making fun of the movie. Yeah, it was good. Um, it was good. Good joke. Route. Good it joke. Good route. Jeremy Kleckner. Uh, uh <laughs> my old friend.
1: Um, anyway, yeah, so I'm going to go high fidelity. It it is, it's definitely up there, It, but there, I'm sure on another day, there could be others in my top five that, yeah, like love actually. Mm, Nah, not for me. (laughs) Go ahead and admit it. cry. Uh, Another one, another one I really love is about a boy, which is by the same author. Nick, uh, Nick, I think, I think that's right. I think the same author, high fidelity and, um, about a boy. I really love those two movies a whole lot. Nick Hornby? Yeah. I also really love Fight Club a lot, which is, you know, a little bit different. But so, well, you,
0: you know what your top five are? Uh, my top five movies of all time? Yeah. Mm, no. No, I don't know.
1: <laughs> just, just see the previous episode where we talk about our favorite Marvel movies.
0: That's probably it, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, two two Marvel two MCU movies made it out of my top five just now, so I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see if the, that stands true in the future. But for now, that's my top five. I'm
0: locking it in. <laughs> Pull a lever or something. <laughs> All right. Oh, I've got um, I've got one uh, another casting thing. This yeah, is my last one. Okay. last one. Uh, Steve from Stranger Things could be. A fantastic Johnny Storm. Steve from Stranger Things. Joe Keery. Oh, yeah, you're right. No, he would be a great Johnny
1: Storm. Yep. Good call. I like it.
0: Yep. Yep. <clears throat> also, That's, that hair uh,
1: wouldn't be a bad Wolverine. Whoo, sir. <laughs> if you got, thicken- <laughs> you got
0: thickened up a little bit. Yep. I think he's way too scrawny, though. That's what I said. You got to get thickened up. Oh, I thought you meant thickening his hair up. His hair is plenty thick. That boy got (laughs) to (laughs) eat. Get that man a sandwich. Shit. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Next up, Julie Skaggs Round said, Hey guys, just listening to your feedback episode. Quick questions regarding Cap and Peggy being married. If they were married and spent their life together, then why was Peggy's niece so okay with Cap being into her? seems kind of weird if she was so close to Aunt Peggy she'd have to know and love Uncle Steve this is a great point this is a really great Mm. point Julie I think you've cracked
1: it I think you just proved that this did not happen in the same universe I don't like it no I like it because I always said Cap had to have gone to a different universe and then he had to have uh, found another way back to our universe I've been saying it for a long well, time. I still think that. You,
0: you're also the one that sides with Joe and Anthony Russo. Yeah, exactly. You mean and the directors of the, the films? Yeah. They, they just execute, all right? The guys that wrote it are the real heroes here.
1: Yeah, so but the I way, go with
0: their interpretation. Yeah, but I go with the interpretations. that's
1: on the screen, and that one makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> The one, the one in the, the one in the script no longer makes sense. I don't know who decided to have him show up on that bench, but they, they screwed the whole thing up. <laughs> like, why didn't he just come through the time portal? Like, it would have made been fine if he, it just showed him dancing in an alternate universe with Peggy. Like that, that would have been a fine thing if he just came back as old man Cap in the, uh, you know, through the time portal.
0: Yeah, it's. The one, the one part that I that I have uh, a bit of an issue with, when it comes to that scene, is that if he were old man Cap just sitting on the bench, then like them setting up that station there in the woods would have like they would have seen him. They like, somebody would have looked over and been like, "Hey, sir." Uh, yeah. Are they you just doing move? that? Because this like, might blow up. I
1: mean, he is Captain America. Like I assume maybe he could like get there secretly. Like maybe he has a way, but it does seem strange that he wasn't noticed. (laughs) It seems really strange, honestly. Like, and it just like having him sit on a bench just feels like a weird medication commercial. Like someone was like, Hey, I've seen this thing. Old man sitting on a bench. That's the, this evocative image. It just feels like they were going for an evocative image instead of like telling the story the way it made sense. So. I don't like it. <laughs> just, I don't like to shit on the bench. Uh, I can head candidate to where it like I'm okay with it, but I don't like it.
0: <laughs> it's just so funny to think of like uh, Professor Hulk setting up everything. Just like uh, who's the old guy, <laughs> like, unpacking things, like connecting cables. Like I, I don't know, man. He's just he's been sitting there for hours. He just he won't move. It's like he won't you're doing this. Away. Like I assume
1: top secret experiment of time travel like why did you let an old man just walk over and why is there a bench (laughs) 40 feet with an old man sitting on it like it don't that might be the bench that he threw
0: earlier in the movie that's just where it landed
1: (laughs) i guess he could have already had this conversation with other people maybe that's why um bucky doesn't go talk to him maybe bucky already did You know what I mean? Okay, so this is me headcanoning things again. But the truth is they should have just had him come through the time portal like a sane human being. Okay, let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) But Julie, you're right, makes no sense why she would want to date her uncle that she would have clearly known as her uncle since she was born. Unless she just didn't know, I don't know. Maybe she didn't... (sighs) See, this me head... I can't help but headcanon. It's just what I do. (laughs)
0: Like... (laughs) This is so fun.
1: I did it my whole Just life. Just watching you spiral is so I fun. I do it my whole life to try to make things make sense. I, I like uh, I like continuity, I like consistency, and I things can't help but try to, to fix fit it. In an order. So the truth is, if he didn't know she didn't know that he was Captain America when she met him. She might have just been like, there's something very comforting and nice about this man that I've never met. She's no reason she would think it's her uncle that's in his 80s or whatever. And
0: maybe there aren't that many pictures because they couldn't take pictures. You know. You know. Or maybe he left when she was at a young age to to go fade into the backgrounds of history.
1: Maybe. Because
0: when Peggy sees Steve again... In uh, The Winter Soldier, she says, Steve, you're back. Mm-hmm. And her dementia would be like, hey, you you came back from your going away. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. Or, or,
1: yeah, who knows? I don't know. I'm going to stop trying to head it right now. Let's move on. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll take this to the Facebook chat. Yeah, oh yeah, that's a that's a good point. I meant to mention it earlier uh at the top of the cast. We started a Facebook group called MCU Cast Chat. Uh so go over go to Facebook, search for the MCU Cast Chat group and uh join it. It's kinda great because there's so much people so many people talking and sending stuff in that we can't get to it all in the cast anymore. So We put a, we, we started this group chat, which is awesome because even when we can't respond, it's a really easy way for everyone else to kind of engage with each other. And so it's been really cool to have a community this week. I've just been reading it nonstop and like everybody's talking on there and it's pretty cool. It's really, really cool. Actually, all the people that write in here, uh, are all kind of being able to interact with each other for the first time because Facebook pages is kind of hard to do that. So yeah. Yeah so group m c u cast chat on facebook
0: uh we also started a reddit right uh subreddit yes we uh we've got reddit dot com slash r slash m c u cast sweet so
1: go wh- whichever of those two services you prefer go check it out
0: yeah yeah i've been trying to uh to maintain the conversation on on the subreddit it's uh it's a lot more difficult i don't know why the Facebook group is just blowing up. Well, it's it's a little easier
1: to it it's Facebook's in everyone's lives a little more, I think. It's just kinda pervasive. When you go to Reddit it's a little more like I don't know. I'm just not much of a Redditor, to be honest. I'm I'm trying to get in I'm trying to get over there to check out our our subreddit, but that's okay. that's about it. I've never been much of a Redditor.
0: It's okay. You don't have to be. It's the front page of the internet, but it's fine. It's whatever. Uh, David <laughs> Beer. Sorry, David Beer says unlikely theory crafting. Since Feige had been reported as teasing Spider-Man in both MCU and SUMC with Madame Web, Tom's Peter gets called to SUMC, deals with something there, gets sent back. Sony's universe believes Spider-Man is dead, similar to how MCU views Cap. Upsteps Miles to fill the gap. Mm.
1: So the theory here is that tom holland spider-man is going to disappear from the regular mcu and go off and be in a different version of the spider-verse
0: yeah it's the the sony universe marvel continuity whatever right i don't know i don't know what sumc is
1: i also don't know i think we're going to keep fighting to have him in this universe as long as they will and then if they won't have this Spider-Man, they're probably not going to have any Spider-Man, you know?
0: Oh, it's Sony's universe of Marvel characters. Huh, okay. Ugh. That is kludgy. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's hard to, see, to say what the future of this particular Spider-Man is going to be because he's currently owned by Sony still. And this version of Peter Parker Spider-Man has been... The best one to hit the screen, so there's going to be a lot of of fan pull to try to get him to be Spider-Man going forward, and for him to be Peter Parker forever, you know. Sure. And it, fans have a, have a really strong voice, especially now when you know everyone is connected through the worldwide web. See, see what I did there? Connected through the web. Yeah, Spider-Man. what you said? Web. I get it. Yeah. I did say well. Anyway, beside the point. <laughs> so you know, everyone is connected now, and and everyone has a voice, and everyone can post a message that the executives can easily see, instead of it being just you know like a bag full of letters that all say like keep my Tom Holland in the in the universe, whatever. Yeah. So it's a lot easier for the for the fans to have that outcry and and have their voices heard. So. I think that we'll get Tom Holland for a little bit. They're just going to have to keep, you know, redoing these little deals and and renegotiating. And we're probably going to get another Sony Marvel fallout or Sony Disney fallout uh, here in a couple of years when they want to try to renegotiate another deal. You know why it pisses me off,
1: I think, so much? Why? Them, like, letting it fall apart just to put it back together. It just reminds me of government shutdowns. (laughs) Right? Right. Like the whole thing that the politicians do where they shut the government down just till they get a deal and then reopen the government. Like, just effing stop it. Just work together and do your jobs. (laughs) Do your jobs and do do a good government and do a good cinematic universe, you know?
0: (laughs) Those are the two things that we care most about, right? Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) Uh, That's funny.
1: I'm just tired. I'm tired. I don't want I don't want my my like fun Marvel comics content to feel like politics. Like that pisses me off. Don't make yeah. me think about it that way. I want you to just like promise me you're going to keep making a good thing and doing a good thing with these characters and I'll keep watching cuz I love it. <laughs> don't keep threatening to take them away. That really pisses me off. Yep. So, don't take my toys away. I want them right where they are. Like, have have your negotiations. Have them behind the scenes. Don't just like, oh, 50%, percent. We're out, and out. Like, have a conversation. Apparently, that's that's supposedly what happened. Is like they offered fifty hey, percent. We want fifty percent of the profits, and they were like,
0: well, then we're out. And it's like, just offer them somewhere in the middle. Like, just don't walk away. I don't know. Just yeah, bonkers. Yeah, it was it was that Disney said, hey, we'll offer fifty percent of production budget, and we would like to get fifty percent of. Profits from the movie, and Sony was just like, "Let's keep it at the deal that we currently have, where you only get five percent of the profit." And Disney's like, "That's that's not great. Please, please reconsider." I would like, yeah, I would like to give you more we money. Don't, we don't really know get exactly money.
1: how much times it, how much it came, how many times it went back and forth. But whatever. and they were very
0: gentlemanly, and then Sony pitched a fit. <laughs> Yeah. Who
1: knows? I don't. I don't really blame either one of them specifically. I blame both of them fully. Like, yep. just work it
0: out, figure it out, 100%. and stop. Stop involving me. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, mom and dad! I hate it when you fight. Yeah. Just figure it out in your bedroom. <laughs> that that felt weird. All right. Yep. What's tra- Travis to. Kaufman have to say? <laughs> uh, Travis Kaufman says, "Hi guys! I've been listening for a long time and love the show so much." Keep on doing what you're doing. I was recently thinking about how the multiverse will play a big part in the next phase of the MCU, and this got me thinking. If there are infinite universes in the multiverse, doesn't that make everything the Avengers or any superhero did in this universe infinitely less important? Because that would be saving one universe out of an endless amount of them, which would make stakes so, so low for everything we've seen our superheroes do. I think they should make there just be one universe or a limited amount of them. That way there are stakes and also it's just not confusing. Anyway, sorry for the long message and thanks for all the awesome podcasts. Um I have to, let me ask you Travis. Does the fact
1: that you are only one organism in a sea of many organisms on this planet and probably in the galaxy make your life feel less important to you? Can I answer for him? Yeah. Yes. Right. But it's still like, it's every story. Uh, It kind of should. And like, but, but like, it's every story. Every story is, it just depends on the stakes you build into that story. As long as you make me care about that specific character in that specific timeline, then we can still have a story. You know what I mean? Like the fact that we have a Spider Man who's really only dealing with like you know, one one smuggler trying to get these weapons or whatever, you know? Like that that in the first Spider Man movie, like that's enough. You know, they're just they he's just he's just trying to stop a plane from being taken over, you know. And yes, every once in a while they'll have to come together and fight some sort of multi dimensional encroaching threat, you know? Just like within game, like you finally take everything out to its like we we now have a galaxy and there's all these other worlds and does that make the stuff on Earth less important? Maybe just depends on the story you're telling. But like then eventually you have to have the Infinity War slash Endgame that like brings all that together and has you fight a huge battle that spans all of it. So um, you know I, I definitely understand where you're coming from, but I think if
0: you if you write the stories well. It can work. It can. It can. But, you know, he may have a point. We're just another tiny momentary speck in an otherwise indifferent universe. Well, that's
1: just true. (laughs) You know? (laughs) That was Dr. Strange's line. Oh, Okay. Yeah, that's just like, it's just the truth of the situation. You know, it's just true of our current situation in the world, (laughs) much less our, uh, you know, whatever, whatever story they decide to tell, it's just like, it's true. Yeah. All these characters are insignificant. and So are we. (laughs) So what's the point of watching? Doesn't, doesn't mean we can't have some drama that we care about and building stories is pretty much all we care about. So yep cool well we 're hitting close to an hour and a half let 's uh, do one more of these feedbacks here uh, sorry we didn 't get to more this week we're keep keep writing them in we 're trying to sort them and get them get some good feedback in uh, in here to talk about um, and uh yeah i
0: I just love you guys thank you <laughs> all right last one we got John Hyde sending us an email x men introduction is the The subject here. Hey guys, I was just listening to your X-Men Homecoming podcast and have a few thoughts. First off, Tony and Nat are dead, and both the Hulk and Steve Rogers are out of commission. What if some bad guy decided to make a replacement team of heroes sort of like Dark Reign? This bad guy could attempt to not only create replacements of these heroes, but replace them with future X-Men. He could become the Iron Patriot and replace Hulk with the Beast, Nat with Jean Grey, and Hawkeye with Cyclops. He could also take some of Deadpool's remains of some sort and transfer the healing gene to Wolverine. All of these characters would have always had their powers, but need a drug to get the power to work. As this team goes about their business, uh, they could encounter the likes of Angel and Nightcrawler, which are shunned for appearance. After a series of encounters, the X-Men would meet Professor X, who would convince them, using his powers, to join him and Storm, his daughter. That would bring in the X-Men, in my opinion, seamlessly. Also, in Captain America, the Winter Soldier, it is said that a high school valedictorian was on the kill list. That Could that be Mr. Fantastic, but younger and no powers? They could still get their powers from the snap if their ship was in space at the time of the snap. Thanks for all you do, Wakanda forever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I
1: like that plan. I like that plan. Um, putting together a team. And a lot of people wrote in similar sort of ideas of, of the X-Gene being dormant somehow dormant and some either the snap or the, you know, all the gamma radiation of three snaps in a few years, like, you know, causing the X gene to awaken.
0: Yeah. Yep. There's, uh, there is that possibility. I like the one that I came up with and threw in the, uh, in the Facebook group. So you guys should join the Facebook group. And find out. Yeah, guys. uh, Check it out. MCU Cast
1: Chat is the name of uh, the group. We'll post it on our wall. We actually already did. It's on our Facebook wall. uh, Facebook.com slash MCU Cast. So, yeah, guys. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. We are so happy to be doing uh, these casts, I'm, I really just love talking to you guys and having all this stuff to talk about. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we'll be back with you next week. Um, if you want to reach out to us, hit us up at mcucast.com, add mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call us at 573-CAST-MCU. If you want to support the podcast, we have a Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash mcucast. You can do some cool things there. Um, throw us a few shekels to keep the the the. the the cast are rolling. Um, if you would like to uh, hear any other podcasts from me, I have the Orville Universe podcast and the Star Trek Universe podcast, and in just a couple of weeks, I'm going to have Who Watched the Watchmen uh publishing very soon so that's very ah, exciting ah, right and that a great name i like that name I that like is the name a good name a lot. I of the name um it's going to be on uh, everywhere you get podcasts as well so maybe by the time you listen to this it might already be up we're recording like tomorrow or something very very soon so uh yeah uh we'll be back soon thanks so much peace
0: until next time true believers